Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Brody. Hello. And James. Hello. To launch straight into it, it's been a big day for video game releases. James, you have played Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us what you thought of the game. Um, yeah, it's good. It surprised me. Like, I thought, I was a little bit like, oh. I, I thought about it, and I was like, the only footage I've ever really seen was the leak, and that didn't look that good, but that was never meant to come out, right? So, yeah. like, I, I was always, like, a bit like, oh, it's a bit rough. Um, yeah, you hadn't then, done any of the previews <clears throat> or anything like that, right? No, I didn't do it. I've never played it. This is my first time, like, ever touching it. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's good. Uh, I was surprised at how good it was. I was surprised more so how, like, you kind of expect with a lot of open world games that they all have, like, the same kind of, I guess, mission structure and stuff um, in terms of side content, main story yeah. stuff and all that. And I was kind of surprised at how expansive this is in that there's just so much variety in what you can do. And it all works within the realm of, like, you know, this world. Um which I think is like, say, the difference, say, between Forspoken, which didn't have the best open world um, and didn't have the best variety in side quests. Whereas this, like, I feel like it, it does. It is still very much by the numbers in terms of like open world game design. Um, but there's just like enough variety there and enough, I guess, novelty there to keep it fresh, like from beginning to end. Um, whether. I, I did think about this this morning as well, like whether you enjoy this as a non Harry Potter fan, like I don't know. It's hard to, I can't really quantify that because I've, I, I really liked the movies. I liked the books. Um, yeah, but overall, like I think it is just a really solid experience. Like the combat is super tight, closer to say games like Devil May Cry or like the old God of Wars, um, that I expected, um, with the spells and the deflection and the parrying and all that kind of stuff. Um, really, really, really fun combat, um, which I think is probably the, the the main thing underpinning why I liked it so much. Like, if a game throws you into combat and it's like, say, Far Cry as an example where you're just shooting shit or like Assassin's Creed where you just do countering or like stealth assassinations, do you know what I mean? Like, the, there's a lot more to the combat in Hogwarts Legacy. So, yeah. It's and good. you found that the, the side quest stuff like was pretty substantial, you were saying, and there was plenty yeah, in the open world to do and explore. There's definitely like two distinct tiers with the side quests. Like there's about five extra side quest like storylines that aren't necessary to complete the story, but they follow like NPCs. I think it's one from each house now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and they're all quite good and they wrap up quite nicely. Um, there are some, you know, pretty typical, like I need to deliver this to this person, take it for me. And you do, you know, um, yeah. broom races enemy arenas but that being said there's three broom races in the whole game there's like three en- arenas in the whole game i think two if you didn't pre-order so like it's not like there's a lot of that shit like duplicated throughout yeah. the game world um the big thing i to me was like the merlin trials which are like little breath of the wild-esque puzzles that you can like kind of stop and solve and they don't really give you any indication of what you have to do or how you do them you just have to work it out and i really like those yeah, um cool can be frustrating like because you get there and you realize you probably don't have the spell you need um but yeah like it, it's just i was saying it's one of those open worlds where like you might go from a to b but in between you'll just get distracted by so much different shit and it, and by that point you know once two hours has passed and you haven't even done what you were going to do originally 
you know it's just really yeah. like inviting to explore i guess um yeah. that's the sign yeah of really open world game that's what i enjoyed I, about yeah. god of war ragnarok it was like just i less of an open world game i guess but it it's kind of side missions and stuff pulled me away and tempted me and were equally as rewarding as the story sometimes i just did didn't you, yeah like I didn't did you, get bored. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. Go for it. Okay, go, go. Did you enjoy the 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 story that it told as well? Like kind of the narrative that it presented to you. I think you said it was about fifteen hours it took you to play through that. Yeah, it's about fifteen hours for the main story. Probably a bit longer if you get distracted more. Um, but towards the end of the weekend, I was like, I better wrap this up. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I think the problem is like it's it's this world that you have like so much. I guess the only familiarity you have with this world is from all those characters, right? That were in the books and the game, some sure. and the movies and stuff. And to have none of that here, um, it, it, I don't want them to nostalgia bait me, but like there really is, it just doesn't stand up to anything from the, um, from the, the actual Harry Potter series or even fantastic. Oh, it's probably better than fantastic Beasts now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but, um, but like, yeah, it's, um, it it is it's fine. It's just there. Like I don't know. There was a bit of mystery and stuff, but the the main villain um wasn't isn't super intimidating or scary. Like I just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't hit as much as I as hard as I wanted it to. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I was chatting to Shannon about it, and obviously I feel like a lot of this game's appeal isn't necessarily the story. I definitely feel like it's that whole day in life in the world of Hogwarts. You know. And exploring the, the castle, interacting with the, the students, going to class, learning your spells, flying. Um, and then it's not just Hogwarts. Like, it's it's the Scottish Highlands that Hogwarts is in as well. Like, it's a quite a big map. And in those are little villages and stuff to explore, which also have, like, quests and different things to find. Um, it's just, like, a really nice and expansive open world. So, yeah. Very cool. I Shannon, Brody, feel free to butt in if you have questions of your own. I did want to ask about the combat, though. Um, I haven't had the option to go hands on it with it yet, but how how did the combat feel? Did it kind of, I guess, like, did, was each spell, were you able to make use of each spell? Was the value in doing so? Was it engaging? Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, for, at, on, at, like, a surface level, like, there definitely is. So, some enemies have, like, shield charms, um, and they're color-coded to certain spells, so you cast those spells to, to drop them which is, like, yeah. doable. But later on, you get different spells that bypass that. Um, the Unforgivable Curses bypass that, as an example. Um, but the one thing I like about the combat, especially, is the enemies... So, like, as an... There's, like, a there's like a toad enemy, like, as an example. It, it, like, can pounce at you, or it can, like, hit you with its tongue, whatever. If you cast, like, Levioso on the tongue, it, like, suspends the, the toad up in the air um, and then exposes its belly, so you can do extra damage to it. But if you cast the Severing Charm on the tongue, you do, like, an instant kill. Um, so that's, like, a specific way that... I feel like it's in a lot of RPGs, you get, like, so this is weak to fire, so just hit it with fire, and then you do extra damage. But in this, like, yeah. the enemy... The physicality of the enemies is used in determining how their um, weaknesses are, like, defined. So, like, with the troll, Very if it cool. hits its club... Yeah, if it hits the floor with its club, you cast Flipendo on the club, it hits itself back in the head for extra damage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if a spider like arcs back to pounce on you, if you cast Descendo, which is like the slam spell, you slam it into the ground and it stuns it and leaves it there. Um, that that was yeah. Watching a bit of gameplay last night, I haven't played it yet either. Like that was the one thing that stood out to me. Like the combat and like how you can like 
combo. I don't know if you can like literally do combos, but like you can keep you can. Like, things suspended in the air and like um, put attacks together. Like the combat looked really complex. Like I'm sure it's it's sort of really it's flexible. Easy to pull off like, if you, you just want to get through, get it, as, but you can master yeah. it. You can get get like as much as you want out of it, I guess. Um, yeah, but. Some of the like, even like with wizards, if wizards are casting and you expelli arms them, you steal their wand and they can't cast for a few seconds. But if they're like an enemy without a wand, but they've got like an axe, you pull it out of the out of their hand and then you can put like pick it up and throw it back at them with like your special ability. Um, so like, there's like each spell has multiple, I guess, uses in combat, but mm. also in exploration too, which is really cool and it's used for a lot of puzzles and stuff. Um, it's just really well put together. I mean, I know it had like a what eight year development plan- cycle, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing you describe how that combat works and how the spells work is making me feel very frustrated <laughs> about Forspoken and still playing that at the moment. I just feel, yeah, that just doesn't compare in terms of its combat mm. based on your. But description Forspoken bit, looks yeah. better. Like the flourishes and the sparkles and stuff sure. in Forspoken definitely look better. Um, but like in terms of like actually using spells and thinking about how, say, like an ice spell and a slam spell might go together and work better. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the, there's just yeah. more to it. Um, which I never would have, once again, never would have expected from like this. I really thought it was going to be like, kind of like, I had this idea in my head that it was just like casting random spells in like a Batman Arkham style game. Um, but it's not, it's really fun. I think the only other thing I desperately want to ask you about is the, um, the broomstick flying. How, like when we spoke to Matt about it in our preview, he was kind of a little restricted in the space that he got to fly it. So he didn't feel like he was experiencing Mm. this full capacity, but how was it? Was it a valuable addition to the game or was it more of a novelty? No, it's pretty good. Um, and that handles I, I well? don't wanna, like it. Feels I don't want to say too fall. much, but there's there's lots of there's a few different ways to get around the world. Like it's not just broom. Um, one has probably already been. You can guess what the other one is. But I was going to say, I think one, I've seen pictures really cool. of the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's the third one, which is really cool. Um, that being said, um, like I, Sorry, think, I just had a thought about what it was, and I got excited. Oh uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if you guessed because I didn't know. But um, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, the broom stuff is fine. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, Matt's footage that we were watching with the preview a few weeks ago did look very restrictive. I didn't feel that way once, like, when I was playing. Um, right. When you get to Hogsmeade, you have to get off get off the broom there because that's basically your shopping district, which, like, I understand that. Um, and there are some, like, underground areas, like caves and stuff, where it's, like, you must descend or, like, you must unmount to continue or whatever. Um, but generally speaking, like, I didn't feel restricted. Um, you just like, have to think it's, it's basically the game is split into three maps, you know, like Hogwarts, the world, Hogwarts, the greater world, and then Hogsmeade, like that's the three maps. So transitioning between those, um, so you usually have to dismount, but there are areas in Hogwarts where they've programmed it. So like in the courtyard, you can just land there. You know what I mean? Like there's the areas where it makes sense to be able to fly in Hog inside Hogwarts. You can, but yeah. Uh, there are some restrictions, but overall, it feels very free. And once you get those upgrades, you... it's so cool. fun. Were you flying from like thing to thing, or were you happy just like running through the world? Like, was the world that oh, no, big, flying say, like Skyrim? Okay, yeah, I would not walk. It would be, and the broom is like so. Just like in real life, I would never walk. Yeah. I would just <laughs> get on your broom, stick and go. Yeah, yeah, just bail. <laughs> but like, it, drive it's, through. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> That's getting very personal. But um, <laughs> nah, so like it's literally like you hold L1 and press circle or LB and B on Xbox. Um so it's very, very seamless. Even if you're in the middle of battle and like I can't be fucked with this anymore, you can just zip off on your broom and run away. Like it's really like seamless. Oh, wow. There's no Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Like I, I think that that's the aspect I feel that our preview maybe undersold a bit. Like it is it does feel free. Yeah. Brody, I don't know if I've gauged your interest at all in Hogwarts Legacy. Is this a game you think you're likely to play? Um, based on subject matter, not really. Like I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I've I've never I think I've seen one of the movies. I've never read the books or anything like that. It's good to hear that the combat is as good as it is because I've been talking to various people throughout the week and all the video clips I've seen, I I feel like it's kind of not looked very good. But I think think it's probably either bad people playing it and that aren't really getting the most out of the systems or whatever. But um, So to hear that there's actually a bit of depth there is good. My question would be, and because I think about a game like this in a school, and I think about the last game I loved that was in a school, and that's Bully, Bully. how it balanced, like, you know, the open world Mm. stuff, combat and, like, subjects and stuff. Is it analogous to that at all? Because that might get get me involved. I got got Bully vibes. My Bully itch was tickled. Not like... Oh. Like not like a full blown tickle, just a. Were you like Avada um, people in the hallways of Hogwarts? So you can't or? you can't do the unforgivable curses um, unless you're in combat because you don't mean right. it. But, um, do you know what I mean? There's like a law reason and stuff. So that. did that fit, um, was that jarring at all that there was like people. no consequences to that, or do they always um, sell it as like a oops sorry guy? Um, to be honest, to get to the point where you learn the curses because they are optional. Mm. Um, you have already done some pretty dark shit, so right. like it was in character. <laughs> um, yeah. You're like, well, I'm in too um, deep now. So you're yeah, saying I'm that like, this whatever. game might scratch my bullizzy? You can, you can go. <laughs> yeah, it might. Um, so you can try and cast spells, face, but your but wand cringed hard. <laughs> your wand just fizzles out. So like, you can try, but it doesn't mm. work. Um, Shannon's that, never had just that quickly, problem before. Sound familiar, Brody? <laughs> oh my god! Grow up, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> on the note of morality, just quickly, um, I don't think it's an issue. I think some people I've spoken to do, but I don't know what you guys think. It's very obvious, like from the get-go. I think they had a morality system in place uh, um, because they're, they've re- every single quest, like literally, even the shitty side quests has like a good and a bad dialogue option. Um <laughs> like you can beat up you can go and get treasure for people and you can be and you can be like, no, fuck you, I'm keeping it. Um and I kinda do like the idea of infamous meets <laughs> Hogwarts legacy. I, like that could be cool. I I don't know. I can see why that might be like something that people are critical of, but thinking about like the mass appeal that this game wants to reach and it is beyond like almost anything else we can think about apart from maybe like Spider Man, like I just feel like that is a little bit too deep of a system for like people who maybe haven't played like, games in. <sighs> like I feel like I every know. game now has a morality system. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, 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 I do feel like it's not necessarily a popular system. Like I think you don't want to be punished for it to the point that it's not. I think you just want to be able yeah. to cha- chop and change without having to think yeah. about it. Well, that's I've what just, I, yeah, want. I just. I, I just you. feel like I've never played a game like this where there's but a morality. Then, there's a morality system clearly there in terms of how you can speak to people and how you behave. Yeah. And, how and you it just keep has things. no context. But then, it's like, it's weird that they you can have... do whatever the fuck you want. 
Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's almost weirder that they have done the unforgivable curses and stuff and then haven't gone that extra step. Like, yeah, to go that far, I think we would maybe see morality come into it and, or at least story changes or different endings. So that's what's weird to me. I do yeah, like I the sense, though, that you can kind of... It sounds like you can approach the game however you want. Like, if you, you wanted can. to and opt I- out of unforgivable pro- un- the unforgivable curses... I'm struggling to say that for some reason. And... <laughs> make the like nice choices and dialogue and stuff you could be that character and do that but if you wanted to go full dark you could also do that it yeah. just doesn't have any you impact can, on the can, story by the sounds of things yeah you can literally do whatever you want and i think if anyone's worried about like missing out on quest lines or whatever based on how good they're being or bad they're being there's literally yeah. you can do whatever you want without missing anything nothing in this yeah. game is missable it's very um like i guess safe in that regard story-wise like it is all it's yeah. very like mainstream game like they want you to be able to just play and experience everything no matter what um which i do respect given how big the brand is um but yeah be as bad or as good as you want cool i'm looking forward to playing it i think i think yeah i think just speaking about reviews as a whole like obviously this has been hyped for ages but i don't know if anyone would have predicted like a sea of nines Essentially, yeah. it's it's quite impressive given the pedigree of this studio or the lack of. Yeah, and just like kind of how long it's been gestating. Like, uh, I think it wasn't long ago, Shannon, you were saying, I can't believe that this game's actually happening. Like, they're just seeing I still kind of can't believe like it's <laughs> there. Like, it is what it is, to be honest, until I play it for myself. Like, watching that TikTok stream last night. Yeah, yeah. the combat just looked phenomenal, to be honest. Yeah. Even just, like, the parrying and stuff is really awesome. Like, you cast the Protego, like, to parry. Um, but if you do it perfectly, you cast a Stupefy back and stun them. Like, that just feels it's so good. It's so snappy. Um, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. These all sound like pastors. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I was impressed yeah. reading your... I didn't know you were that. I'm going to boil a pot of Protego. And, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leviosa <Yeah>. sauce. <laughs> Like everything said and done, I I'm glad that Harry Potter fans have this game. Like thinking back to Chamber of Secrets back on the PS2 and kind of everything you wanted out of a, a Harry Potter game, it sounds like this is as close as it's ever gotten. Um, yeah, he gets to jump in. Do you just lastly, I guess himself. for me, like looking forward, do you think? that it could go an extra level if it was like the Harry Potter world and characters that we know, or do you think that would just limit it too much? Oh, we've chipmunk. got chipmunk James. Chipmunk, chipmunk Jimmy. James is back. <laughs> the world doesn't want his opinion on this topic. <laughs> I don't know why this only happens to James. That's phenomenal. Let me put a timestamp so we could. No, no, leave that in. Or did we just leave it in? (laughs) Poor Chipmunk Mm. James. Well. Such a good question too. That's a shame. Maybe we'll come back to it. It was a good question. I want to hear the answer. Oh, yeah, I'm back. He's back. Chipmunk James is... There we go. appearance, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. (laughs) Yeah. What a cameo. That's my brilliant question. So so to answer the... Go back to that question. Sorry for that brief sojourn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I understand where they're coming from in terms of they don't want to put ex- those characters in because it takes away from it because there really isn't anybody. There's some people with similar last names and they are related to families from like say 
the right. original series and stuff, but they did definitely wanted it to make like it your own thing. I don't know if that's in terms of constraints. It's that age old thing with like say Star Wars, where they don't want to like write themselves into anything else, like yeah. existing canon wise. Um, I I was thinking to myself as well, like this game, like I can't think of what you can do to it to make it better. Like in terms of a sequel, like what more can you do? The only thing I can think of is like Quidditch and maybe broom combat, like in like flying combat potentially and pvp in some way because the dueling system is quite nice um but that's like to me like not a lot of new stuff that would justify a new game you know like i feel like it they've pretty much nailed everything from yeah the beginning and not not to say that a 10 is a perfect score but like you yeah. gave it a nine so like what was what held it back ever um, so slightly do you think the story was really like whatever like not bad right. just like oh, okay like i know where this is going and it did um and the, the Destiny-esque loot system, like, I've got 47 hats and, like, all of them do, like, plus one extra damage, you know what I mean? Like, and you just are constantly going back. And you start off with smaller gear capacity, which I fixed straight away by upgrading what I needed to. But, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just constantly managing your gear. And you've got all these, like, robes and hats and glasses. And you're like, I don't know what to do. Like, it was just too much. Yeah. And that was probably a, more of a criticism I had at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah. Uh, but as I got more gear and capacity and stuff, it got better. But yeah, like th- that, those two things to me were like the things that really stood out to me. And then obviously I do feel like given how much is in here, um, you even have like fantastic beasts, like you can catch them and like manage them in a garden and stuff and they give you stuff. There's just like so many systems yeah. here to have Quidditch missing from that, given how much else is here, feels like a bit of a... I know that it's not a bad, like, there's so much already in there, but, like, it just feels like, given what this game is doing, like, it is very much giving you that kind of day-in-the-life kind of vibe for a Hogwarts student to not be able to yeah. do Quidditch seems like a a big gaping hole in the package. Yeah. 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 It could be, I, I don't know if they've said they've got any kind of post-launch DLC mm. release plans, but maybe that's something we could see. That could be cool. Um, but maybe it's something they hold for a future release. Um, excellent. Well, that's a big deep dive on Hogwarts Legacy. I feel like you've answered all of our questions there. Thank you, James. So let's talk about what else is attracting discussion, causing discussion this week. And that is Sony removing the PS Plus collection in May. So the PS Plus collection, if you aren't familiar, is a kind of collection of, I think... I want to say 40, but that sounds like too many. Collection of like 20 I thought it was like 20. Games? Yeah. That, that collection yeah, of 20, games 30. that were free, freely available to any PlayStation 5 owners um, via digital download, obviously. Um, Shannon, are you saddened to see this go, this cool little value add? Um, I think given... How long has it been since the PS5 launched? Two years, hasn't it? Which, two years. Wow, yeah, two years in November, which is crazy. I think given it's been two years and we've, we've got had PlayStation Plus launch, like it's never good to launch uh, to to lose any of these features. But I guess, yeah, no one's really losing anything because if you save them to your library, you can still play them. So it's only new owners who are picking it up um, that are going to miss out on this. I don't know. It, it is sad because I think it's a nice little collection of like iconic first party and third party games to get you started. Like if you're buying a PS5 and paying the 10 bucks a month, you just had to be PlayStation Plus Essential, didn't you, to get them? Um, yeah. yeah, the 10 bucks a month, you were getting started with like a solid list of games. 
Yeah, and there were some really good games in there. It was a it yeah. certainly was a solid list. Uh, Brody, do you think it like it was good? Do you think people were making use of it? And do you think it ever incentivized anyone to get a PS Five? Or is this maybe them kind of looking at the usage of the library and going, you know what, people aren't bothering anyway. Let's let's scrap it. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe there is something to that. Like I, I feel like it's. Like Shannon said, it's never good to lose features like that. And it seems like such an easy thing they could have just kept around, but maybe they do have some data or analytics showing that people weren't really making use of it. Or maybe they've got plans to, you know, filter all the games through the tiers of PS Plus now anyway and uh, yeah. make them available. Maybe streamlining it a little bit and making it less convoluted because yeah. I, guess it, I guess it was a bit messy in terms of you've got this, but then you've got these tiers and then... so. Yeah. As long as I think, I think ultimately that's what they will do. They'll like feed these games back through, um, and ultimately people will get to play them anyway. So, but yeah, definitely okay. a great collection of games. Like obviously, yeah. uh, it was it helped when I got a PS Five. I uh, got into a few of them. Granted, didn't finish a lot of them, but yeah. I can't say I ever made use of it at all, to be honest. But then I'd been adding so much like to my collection through the free PS Plus games each month, anyhow, mm. um, and at launch. I can't remember what I was playing at launch, but I felt like I had enough. To be to be honest, now that I think of it, I feel like if you're an early adopter of the PS5, you probably didn't need this, where like people picking it up now, like two years post-launch, like are probably the ones that would need this most with like Crash and The Last of Us and stuff included. So I think it's like Brody said, like, yeah, there's, a, there's already three tiers of PlayStation Plus. You don't need this random other thing on the side that is like a few bucks cheaper essentially to access. Yeah. James, in its current capacity, do you think PlayStation Extra and Deluxe are offering sufficient value at this stage? With kind of, maybe it's been six months or so since those have been around. Like, do you think it's been a worthwhile endeavor so far? Um, they're they're getting there. They're yeah. getting there. There's some parity. I've noticed that like some it. games, <laughs> some games are like on both at the same time now, which is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, but then it also begs the question: like, why would you have both? Um, yeah. I think with the, yeah, I, I think it's definitely like not the same as Game Pass, but I don't really know if it's meant to be now, like given how yeah. like limp their strategy is. Um, although now that I'm thinking about the PlayStation Plus collection, that was a really good way for people who were just grabbing a PlayStation to have a few games to play while you kind of waited, so to speak, for more PS5 yeah. games to come. And now that they have more or less, yeah. it makes sense to kind of like ditch it maybe, but then, yeah, I don't know. I still want to see PlayStation take a leaf out of Xbox's book and kind of offer more of a crossover to PC. And, and I know that's not in their strategy and they would rather sell the PS5 I think consoles. It's happening, though. But like Returnal coming to PC, for instance. Like I want to be, I didn't platinum Returnal. You want to be able to friends that I still want to play Returnal with. It. Yeah. I want to keep my save data, move it over there, play it on Returnal, oh, yeah. not have to rebuy I... the game, still work towards my platinum trophy. Like that's, I kind of want to I think at least from it. A save point of view, I noticed booting up Miles Morales on my ANEO, like they, you can link your PlayStation Network account now. So I think feel like they're getting there in terms of yeah that. And gladly, like that's like that's what would incentivize me to step up to an extra or deluxe tier. Like I, I've not left Essential, I'm still on there, but I would step up for that sort of functionality. I reckon. 
Anyhow, mm. that's getting into another topic. And we still have other topics that I'm eager to discuss with you all. The next one being games closing down. Knockout City and Rumbleverse were two to close down this past week, or at least announced that they were going to be closed down. Um, we've spoken a lot recently about struggles facing live service games, but I thought this was a, a bit of a change. We don't like seeing games shut down. James, I might come back to you first, though, because I know you were a fan of Knockout City. What went wrong in that instance, do you think? I don't know. It was really good. <laughs> I really liked it. Not enough people realize that, do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I know, like, obviously, EA had it for the first three years. Epic bought it. Um, and then I guess they weren't happy with it um, after X amount of years. So maybe they were expecting it to do um, Fall Guys numbers, I guess, mm. or something. Um, but the thing with, like, Knockout to me was it, it's always... It had... Even if things got shit, like, because it was 3v3, you never had to have, like, massive populations to have fun with it. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I can't think of why it would have done bad besides oversaturation. Like, you have yeah. all of these games that are competing for everybody's time. Um, like, say, like, Fall Guys, Fall, Fortnite, Apex. Like, I... Do you know what I mean? Like... Like, I, it was fun. Like, we played it quite a bit, but I do feel like the tale was limited. Like, there wasn't a whole heap of reason to keep going back after a month or well, so. Apparently, right? so I think was. that's part like, of added it. added so much with all the extra seasons and stuff, but we never did. Like, that. that okay, I'm glad you hear about it personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I guess it was marketing. <laughs> Shannon, we've done it a press lot of I didn't write about it, so that, that's the reason <laughs> for it. Maybe. Sorry, yeah. We've done a lot of postmortems recently. Um, is there a current game you fear for, or one coming out that you kind of hope doesn't get the axe prematurely? How's Evil Dead the game going? That's about to get your PlayStation Plus, so it's probably about to have a resurgence. Um, no, they just had Splatter Royale. Thank you very much. Oh, again, did I hear about it? No, <laughs> not my problem. Like. Um, <laughs> It's a tough one. I feel like it's never been harder to have, like, a live service. Like, I don't think all of these games need to live forever. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. But, like, if this lived for three years and people got enjoyment, like, I don't think every game is going to last the distance of our lives. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to all have that kind of longevity. Um, yeah. Games that I fear for, I can't... Like, Fall Guys, I feel like Multiversus, James and I were talking the other night. Like, what happened to Multiversus? Like, there's just been nothing about it in the last you, three months. Do you to think- be fair, I feel like Multiversus has had a really shit hand dealt to it multiple times throughout the last two years. Like, they, I think mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings stuff was pretty close to being ready, and then they lost the rights to that, so they had to change, like direction and then obviously they added rick and morty to it and now like that's going to be changing soon so they've re-recorded the lines and all the characters on the way that they have to record lines for that speak to rick and morty do you know what i mean like there's i feel like that's any harry potter in it yeah like no not yet oh the protagonist of hogwarts coming soon Yes. Mm. I was about to say, do you reckon do you reckon Arcane would be nervous about Redfall? But probably not. Because yeah. I, I think Microsoft will just money hat that till the end of time if need be. I don't just think Halo I don't think Redfall fair. though. Shaking. Is, is Redfall a Halo is more of a concern, I reckon, than is Redfall even meant to be a service game? Like I thought it's just a No, I don't yeah. I don't think Redfall like is just as a dependent on a community as other like, games are. Yeah. It's online only for some reason, which is very yeah. strange, but whatever. Yeah. But like 
I still think like the it's it's going to be like a one to four player prey or dishonored or something. I don't think it's going to be a live service. Come back each say. week for yeah. your dailies and your like, weeklies. Fucking, and stuff what like was that. it? Bleeding uh, was it? Bleeding Edge. The uh, Bleeding one? Edge. Yeah, it was a good sucked. game. No, it wasn't. I mean, I jumped I, in like three years in when everyone was like, "Go yeah. do that," and I got fucked on. So uh, I played it for one night. No good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, in the same week we've heard really strong sales numbers on God of War, a single-player game, we kind of all assume that Hogwarts Legacy is going to do record numbers as well. Is the multiplayer space kind of just too congested at the moment, and should publishers be focusing on single-player releases? Would that be your advice? (laughs) Yes, my advice, uh, (laughs) if they're listening. Um, I think what James said is right. Like, I think there is just a lot of games there at the minute, like, contending for that market share and it's hard to get past things like Warzone, apex uh rocket league even fall guys all that sort of stuff so uh yeah it's just really tough you've got to be like really unique like i'd even argue that rock knockout city was pretty unique in its in its concept like granted it was a third person shooter in the form of dodgeball dodgeball basically but um still a cool idea i guess but yeah like it's harder than ever but focus on single player like i don't know because that obviously has its own pitfalls like that's why EA keep flopping, flip-flopping on strategies like every four years. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I'd like more single-player games because I don't like playing with people. So, yeah, please. I Like, as as you all know, like, I've got a group of mates that we pretty regularly play multiplayer games. And I think we've none got of us capacity. are involved in, yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I get shit for all the time. Um, interesting, I, isn't I think it? we're always on the lookout for something Very new and give it a go. So I think there is capacity within, I mean, just purely anecdotal, I guess, but I think there is capacity within, you know, groups of gamers that play multiplayer games to try something new. But yeah, I think you're bang on, Brody, that it kind of needs to be something unique and really well executed to kind of pull people over in the first place, but then B, keep them there. Um I do wonder, I don't know, like, what the upkeep costs of, like, maintaining servers and stuff are nowadays. Like, I don't know if that's got any cheaper with, like, the ability to scale up server capacity and scale it down as required. I do like, I think it's in the case of Knockout City, they're going to open it up so people can kind of self-host their servers and, like, have their own kind of functioning version of it still. Um, I think that should very much be the norm from, like, an archival state. Like, to Shannon's point earlier, I... I don't expect games necessarily to run in perpetuity forever, but to give people the option in like 20 years to go back and give it a go, I kind of want that that to exist for the preservation of the sake. But yeah, I don't know if anyone can tell me how server capacity works in the multiplayer space now, please do. Yeah, it's, I, I agree I with that comment, but me. even then, you would need you'd need people like playing and stuff. So like you could jump into Knockout City in twenty years and just run around on your yeah. own potentially. But like if, if you, you had a, a diehard group of mates that you loved Knockout City, like could you you could then self host it and I think play so. Yeah, is other. that? I, yeah, I I don't know enough about it. That that is yeah, that's a cool idea. I think we're gonna start to have to see solutions for that yeah well I, th- I think i think that's what they're doing in the case of knockout city yeah but it is what how um, that looks like in functions i'm not sure um, i don't know either yeah i tell you what we don't know much about either 
Dragon Age Dreadwolf. But we do know a little bit more potentially if the gameplay leaks that appeared on Reddit in the week are to be believed. A clip coupled with a description of um, an alpha test that the supposed leaker had witnessed um, indicated it's emulating a God of War style to its combat. Uh, James, I might come first to you. Does this take your fancy a bit of a God of War take on Dragon Age? Mm, I think so. It's always hard with leaks, but yeah. Yeah. Um, did you watch the footage? What did you make of that? Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. I think people are getting a little bit. I think a lot of people want Dragon Age One, but like that game is like was like twelve years in the making and so of its time. Like I don't think you're ever gonna get that again. Like people need to give up on that. Um, <laughs> you need to move on. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, but then I also don't think you can just make Inquisition again. Like I think I like the I, the idea that that game won Game of the Year in its year that it released is like crazy to me. Because um, I feel like since then, like Western RPGs have just jumped forward so much with like you know The Witcher is the big one, obviously, but other yeah. ones I can't quite think of right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. I think trying new things is fine. Like, to me, like, if we're making... Dragon Age has always been, to me, like, medieval Mass Effect from Bioware. Um, and if it's this feels closer to that, um, to that, then I'm happy. Like, yeah. I just hope it doesn't get once again. I mean, it is an RPG, so it probably will, but bogged down in just managing, like, endless amounts of loot and shit. But, like, it probably will. Um, but, yeah. Like, overall, I, I'm keen. Um, more keen for Mass Effect, but excited for this to happen so we can have mass effect happen quicker yeah <laughs> brody i'll ask this question to you and then to shannon but do you have an interest in playing what's presumably going to be a substantial high fantasy rpg like do you have much appetite nowadays for what could be like a hundred hours plus within that sort of setting yeah le- less so these days obviously just due to personal situation but I, i've liked the dragon age games in the past like i haven't played all of them like i think the main one i played was two which i don't think was one of the good ones um based on what i recall but um like if they move to this sort of combat style it's gonna be interesting like because i feel like it'd be an interesting departure from like because i presume you wouldn't be managing your whole team like you usually would and you know directing them all like has always been like the gameplay hook for that so it'd be a little bit of a reinvention and maybe what the series needs i don't know but either way i guess i'd be interested to look at least because i do like fantasy i think um it's up there with sci-fi for me like i don't prefer one over the other necessarily so i'm down for both yeah i feel like uh some real gripping con- combat would kind of sell me on the idea of it more so like um the witcher it was i suppose the kind of narrative and the characters and the side quests that had me hooked but i didn't really uh, there wasn't anything about the combat I felt like there was overly to write home about. Um, and I suppose I feel the same way about like Assassin's Creed, the more recent Assassin's Creed games. Um, so yeah, like God of War-esque combat coupled with that sort of setting and that sort of game design, I could be in for. What about self, Shannon? Uh, yeah, I think we were chatting up before we started that like, or maybe it was at the start of this podcast, like Hogwarts legacy being about the... 15 hour mark to finish it like at least as yeah. an open world game goes like sounds feasible to me like the only game i've put in like 100 hours and con- would consider doing again is is starfield because i've done that with like fallout 3 and skyrim and those are really the only sort of open worlds that i can get lost in at great yeah. lengths i haven't played dragon age like it's always been a game that's interesting to me and i've wanted to jump into but it's just one of those ones that feel 
too far gone. But if this sort of sounds like the reinvention that could be, like obviously I love God of War, so could definitely get me interested. Depends what else is coming out around it, I think. Yeah. Always. Uh, no, I was going to try and force a segue out of that, but I cannot do it. Uh, I do have a rapid fire question for you all, though. Uh, a game that I'm super excited for, Sons of the Forest, is launching into early access on a Feb 23rd rather than being fully released as intended. Um, firstly, yay or nay on that decision. But then secondly, yay or nay on early access in general. First to you, James. Such a big question. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fun of rapid uh, fire. Got to boil it down. <laughs> yeah. So it says nice, yay to the nice first. Yay. What's, what, was, what was, repeat the first. <laughs> Just so, to be sure. Sons of the Forest coming to early access Feb 23rd rather than a full release. You're saying yay oh, to no, that? No, no. No, no, no. He's a to early access. <laughs> what about yourself, Brody? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the merit. Okay. Wow. I'm going to say nay, yay. Like a feel... Nope, nope, sorry. I nearly did it. It's rapid this fire. This system nay, is shit. I'm honestly... I don't even care. I'm the Shut last one. Why don't don't understand talk about what it? We should make it a rapid fire. <laughs> I, I don't know what the question was, but basically I... <laughs> any Every game is like early access to a degree at this point so i think it's the right move to just release it unless there's like substantial bits missing is does that answer what you asked or no <laughs> yeah, i will yeah, be playing it, it in early access maybe it kind of does, it kind of does. i'm a little disappointed that it's only early access on pc and not on PC. some sort of console yeah, release but that, that's there's exactly. less of a system for console i don't know um Another thing I don't know is what games are going to be in what the wiki this week, the pressed up podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page from an unknown game and we, the contestants must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess and the round ends after one person scores two points. Currently in the lead is myself rather miraculously clinging onto all they can with four points. Brody, Kieran and James are all tied on three apiece and Shannon, the one point, no one with nil point. Um, as last week's winner, James, is in the hosting chair today. Take it away, James. Yes, hello. <laughs> Can't oh. wait. Yeah, neither. I'm so keen. Um, let, is everybody ready? Yeah. That's yeah. the most important bit. Okay. The game so, is a first-person shooter where the player takes the role of a player through a series of levels. <laughs> in each level, you the player must complete... Are you serious? Yeah, I'm going to Go guess... On. Halo Combat Evolved. It's not. Sorry, Yui. In each level, the player must complete a set of objectives while computer-controlled opponents try to hinder the player's progress. Objectives range from recovering items to destroying objects, defeating enemies, or rescuing hostages. Some objectives may also require the player to use high-tech gadgets. For example, in one level, Brody. the player... Yes, Brody. Is it GoldenEye 007? It is GoldenEye 007. I thought it was, too, but I was like... That the way oh, that was yeah, described well, really no put me off. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd talk about that because we haven't talked about it on the podcast at all. So it came doesn't out. deserve it. Excited. I'm surprised. Oh, well, yeah, okay. who's been playing it? Um, I played I the, the first couple of levels. Yeah, I'm seven hundred. Scratch a nostalgic itch. In yeah, my my nostalgia bullsy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, now yep. this one's tests who's really paying attention. Oh, oh wow! For example, Phone, James's eyes up. 
I, I'm Shannon? just done with this. New <laughs> <format>. <laughs> oh my god! Shannon putting his phone down. Okay. The game is an up-and-coming action role-playing video game. At the beginning of the game, players can create and customize Ewan. their own player. Yes, Ewan. Hogwarts Legacy. No. Damn and it. choose from one of five phases. The game offers two options for close-range attacks. To succeed in combat, players are required to deflect attacks using their melee weapons, as this will create opportunities for them to counter an opponent's attack. As the player performs close-range attacks, their spirit gauge will gradually fill, and players can unleash spirit attacks. Shannon. Shannon. Yes, Shannon. F- final, final Fantasy, whatever one is this year, <laughs> or s- seventeen. No, it's Brody. Not. Yes, Brody. Woe long fallen dynasty. Fucking Brody is the winner. This oh, well round. done, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he takes thought? first place with that performance as well. Very well done, Ooh, Brody. Well done, Brody. There's a demo for that out now just thought you'd like to know the progress uh, th- there's a new demo coming out as well right oh i think that's maybe what i was talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize there was already a demo is it that, but there is also a demo out already there was an original demo there's I lost two track demos. of all these demos i know i know i know, yeah. I, know. I yeah i haven't i haven't played that i need to um well, well done, Brody. You will be hosting next week. And with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listen or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site, of course, at Press.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at ShannonCake underscore on Twitter. Also joining us today was James. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And lastly, it was Brody. Thanks. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And I started hearing cicada- cicadas. I don't know if that's yeah, on my somebody end has or some... through someone's. Maybe yeah, it's I, I'm not sure. Either I can hear them as well through my headphones or they are my cicadas. <laughs> I do not know. I don't know if they're coming through in the recording at all, but we will find out, I suppose. I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxbury. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.